Welcome to Film House, everybody. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by Hymns and Upstart. I've got uh, Brother Adam, Sister Alana, Sister Elise, Brother James, I'm Brother Daniel. Uh, we're oh, yeah. here today to talk about Midsummer. Yeah. Say hi <laughs> yeah. Not actual Hi-lo. brothers. Or was it, it was just that, right? hi <laughs> Yeah. No. Breathe so, in my mouth. Yeah, Give we're going to we're gonna talk about Midsummer uh, this week. If you're not familiar, in Midsummer, Danny is a grad student played by Florence Pugh. Joins her boyfriend and his friends on a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a midsummer solstice festival in a remote Swedish village. The drug-fueled summer funcation takes a dark turn as the idyllic paradise reveals itself and the festivities ramp up in a bizarre and uh, unnerving way. So, um, I think everyone in here has seen Hereditary, right? And, mm-hmm. and loved that movie. I have yeah. not seen that. Don't worry about spoiling it. Oh, you haven't seen Hereditary? I've not seen Hereditary. It is fantastic. I had something to do last night. Um, But yeah, we can maybe get five, ten minutes of this show talking non-spoilery about Midsummer. It's going to be really tough, I think, because like most movies, the meat is in the end of the movie. Um, Hmm. So yeah, Ari Aster, the director, uh, called this a black comedy, a breakup movie, and a fairy tale, and not really much of a horror movie. One of the mm-hmm. most interesting ways I saw it described as was a, the pervert's Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and I was like, that's what? a pretty fun yeah. way to <laughs> sure. describe yeah. it. Yeah, Are there a lot of that. perverts. I mean, there's hmm. it's yeah, perverted. I mean, it's it's perverse. Yeah, convert com- compared to what Wizard yeah. of Oz. Is. It's an adult film, and um, th- there is nudity warning. Um, There's a lot, of, a lot of dong in There's, this yeah. movie. You, you know the spoilers. Yeah. They said this has graphic nudity. Still mm-hmm. doesn't. Know, still, I still don't know what that means. As far as I can tell, graphic nudity just means not mm. like models naked. Okay. Oh, like, ugly, ugly like bodies. Non-glamorous, glamorified, fake nudity. Mm. It's You're like see real cellulite. human beings naked, which I think is weird to describe as graphic. Because right. the only other movie that I know that had a graphic nudity rating on it that had a theatrical release was uh, the Fish movie. Guillermo del Toro fish mm, movie. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And as far as I could tell, the only nudity in that was a grown woman masturbating in a tub. I watched that movie on a plane and that part was cut. Really? Oh, I don't know. They cut that scene specifically. See, I'm always watching, I always end up watching a movie on a plane that just has hardcore sex <laughs> yeah. in it. Yeah. Like, no matter I'll, what I do. I'll, I'll nudge the person you. I'm sitting next to who I don't know and go like, <laughs> yeah. like Mr. Bean or something. Yeah. <laughs> Usually the screen is like kind of in a weird way where if you, you can't really see it at an angle, so people can't really see what smut you're watching. Or it looks yeah. like but if you pull them over, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They can see. Have you seen you on Facebook? Some great scenes. Yeah. Uh, back to the point. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't call it a horror movie. It's no. not. No. There's some elements towards the end that are horror esque. I think there's some horrific there's moments. Yeah. Maybe one thing you could count as a jump scare one time, but it's and it, it, it's mostly a lot of dread. It's, it's in the trailer. Yes. actually. Mm-hmm. I say it's more. It's just grotesque in so many ways. It's like macabre in a lot of ways. It's just shocking in ways, but not scary no. to no. me. It is a slow, slow movie. Extremely. Uh, which I guess is, I I don't feel like the buildup was worth it. Hmm. No. I, I do think there are, there are parts of the start of the story that you needed in order to have that payoff at the end. But, yeah, he takes his time in this. Well, he, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, it, it, he makes a movie with, like, it's clear the guy has a vision, right? He made yeah. his movie with care, but he is really fucking self-indulgent, I think, just with how the number of extremely long takes and... It's funny, because I was, like, reading about his writing style, and he's like, yeah, you know, I kind of just used to write movies, and I would just sort of feel it out as it felt good to me, and I just dive headfirst into the script. And he's like, now I kind of appreciate outlines a bit more. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that sort of... You see that as a symptom in his movies where he's like not outlining it for the the tightest, most concise concise plot as possible, mm-hmm. but he was just like feeling out a movie as he was doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But I mean there's there's gotta be stuff that was on the cutting room floor. It's a very long movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was two it and a half hours long. and it was the original cut was three and a half. Yeah. Well, I I would also say that maybe part of the thing that determined some of the the pacing I don't know. I wouldn't call it issue. I think the movie was paced the right way a movie like this should be. Sure. Yeah, um, for better or for whether or not you enjoyed it or not, I don't think that like a shorter version of this movie would like, oh, that would fix a lot of its problems like yeah. some movies do. Um, but it start it start comes out swinging. 
It's got a, the oh. opening oh, yeah. is quite a bang, like yeah, a scream sure. type movie where there's a late title card, and you're like, oh shit. And so, like, I think when you do that with a movie, you kind of set this pace of this isn't in it. Um, you set you set this pace for what what the rest of the movie is going to be, and uh, and the movie the rest of the movie is not that pace at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. With that intensity level, it's way more like a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that is kind of jarring too. Is what like, we're watching a fake toy commercial? I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty brilliant. Get the Midsummer Bear in yeah. stores now. There's not a lot of official trailers for this movie. So yeah, yeah. This Which was is one of them. It's very weird. Um, it, it is one of those things too, where like I once it said, I think once I heard about this movie, I was like, I'm gonna avoid all sort of imagery or any. I tried. I saw. I think I saw the trailer once because it played before a movie, and I'm like, I don't want to know nothing. Um, so I did kind of still go in like feeling a little blind, but still it was like, I don't know. I, I at least I think you hit the nail on the head when it felt like an outline movie. It did feel like they said, "I have a lot of ideas, and we're just going to sort of move through them like like it's muddy uh, in a weird way." Like whereas Hereditary just felt like a, I'm telling James earlier, it felt like a roller coaster. Oh, like mm-hmm. but yeah, like a, it's like brilliant. A, it, it was like um, but it's like a roller coaster that makes like a really hard left turn. But you're excited for it, and you you were just you're constantly guessing what is happening, what is going on, and it kept you intrigued. This movie was sort of like, and we're still here. I never, I always felt like whatever they showed you is what you got. I was intrigued the whole time throughout the whole movie. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's going to mean something, or what does this mean, or where is this particular thing leading, or I suspect I can tell what's happened here, but I want the confirmation I, of did, how it happened. Did you ever feel like though that you didn't that you, you kind of feel where the movie's going like right well, away? I mean, I yes. feel like there's oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. the movie starts yeah, and it, it tells you it, what's going to happen. The literal yeah. first image of the movie is the entire movie. Which, yeah, yeah. you see that and you're like, okay, well, they're doing the thing that the, that is clever, which is we'll show you it all, but then we'll still surprise you. And I was talking with Dan about this because I really appreciate the first two seasons of Fargo, where in the first season they tell you about this event that happened in the 70s and they tell you everything that happened. And then the second season is about that event. And even though you know it all, you're still so surprised. I didn't really get that with this. I was just like, oh, they're showing us what's going to happen in the movie without context. Okay. But the movie didn't do any like turns or big reveals that really like hereditary, you know, blows your mind. You're building Um, towards this thing. I feel like the whole time you expect what's going to happen and you kind of get that. This is a spoiler thing, but there's a character who's, who says that their parents die in a, died in a fire. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they didn't die in a fire in the way that we yeah, conventionally think people die in a fight. There's, there's like something to and I think it. The next shot confirms that. Yeah, and then you, <laughs> you know, later in the movie, you're like, okay, well, I, I can assume what happened to them, mm-hmm. given you know how this all plays out. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was it, fun reading the IMDb <laughs> trivia on it last night because a lot of it was like. A character said this, and then it's revealed to this. Like, yes, that was a plot from the yeah. film. No, yeah. <laughs> that was not, a, that was not well, trivia. This movie has a lot of, uh, in a way that's not smart, a lot of foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. You'll see an image There's of something that ends up happening. And it's but literal. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's literally exactly what happens, but yeah. not in a way that I felt was satisfying. It was like, cool that you did that, but it doesn't impact me. I, 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 I feel like in that way it would kind of reward a second viewing. Not, I'm not sure I want to watch it again, but I think there was so much imagery in the tapestries and like tiles and paintings on walls yeah, that, was, that, that did foreshadow it? major events. It'd just be fun to see how that actually yeah. happens. I, I feel, I mean, maybe there's stuff I didn't notice, but I feel like kind of to Alana's point, that it, none of it's subtle. Like the camera pans yeah. over to it and then zooms in on it for 15 seconds yeah. until <laughs> you can memorize the whole image yeah. and, and then ultimately, like, yeah. it's not like something in the background that you're like, oh, look at that little, no, I, I think people are still going to post it on movie details and get 20,000 <laughs> yeah. upvotes even though it's like telling you, but like. You'd have to be able to read ancient runes to for any of those background details to have an impact sure. on you. Because there's runes everywhere yeah. and they all have symbology but, to them, but like who knows but, to read those? But the other imagery, like, there's like literally a point in the movie where it's like, a, he's like, it's a love story. And oh, then yeah. it shows a step-by-step yeah. thing of something that happens, that happens. later, yeah. like, like in excruciating detail, <laughs> which like at the time is like kind of unnerving imagery because it's weird that this beautiful place that seems so at peace with itself showcases maybe gratuitousness or violence or what a sexuality in yeah. that way because they all feel so pure um, and that's supposed to unnerve you but then that is also telling you what is to come and it like I think maybe sometimes you choose one or the other you choose the significance of the details or you choose whether or not it's going to be something that informs the world mm-hmm. um, so I don't know just like you just had fun with it and that could have mm-hmm. been because 
uh, some of the symbols in Hereditary after seeing it twice, people were like, holy crap, that was so well foreshadowed. Whereas yeah. this time around, it didn't feel like it was mm-hmm. well foreshadowed, but it was there, but it didn't detract. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mostly. But, and not not saying that like you need to make the same movie twice, only because I think Hereditary did such a good job. And I guess I was expecting some of that. So when, you know, there's, there's a line of Hereditary where she goes, um, you know, it's like in the very beginning of the movie, I think, when she's doing therapy and she's like, oh, you know, my... My brother killed himself because uh, his mom, mom said he kept, you know, someone's putting people in his heads and all that stuff. And that's a big, it's a little line that pays off huge mm-hmm. later. Yeah. And you go, oh my God, like what a, what a, not even a twist, just more of a, yeah. uh, a great misdirection. Whereas this movie, they, they sort of feel like they kind of set you up for that. But there was like nothing, like, I think, like you're saying, Lana, like nothing really felt satisfying. I don't know. It just, I, it just felt kind of hollow. I think, I think sometimes it's the choice of theme. Um, that's being explored in these movies because I think Hereditary just on its base level has a more universal theme that's ex- being explored. It's a family than, tragedy, I think, at yeah. its core. Well, it's a family it's, drama. I think I think it taps into that like family. I think it taps into mental illness, and I think it taps into uh, just fear. Whereas mm-hmm. this movie, I don't think this movie ever really explores fear, which I think is a more climactic emotion for human beings. It explores discomfort. It, it's to, grief. Right. Well, grief, but I think also discomfort, anxiety, yeah, anxiety these more yeah. complex middle ground emotions. Because the whole movie feels like a bad trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the oh, whole yeah. time you're sitting there going, even even when it gets into personifying a bad trip and what it's doing visually, just the whole time you're like, this is just, I don't like the way I'm feeling. And like mm-hmm. watching Hereditary was a different kind of dread. This was just kind of like a discomforting dread where you're like, I just don't like the way it's I'm just feeling. just unsettling all the time. Yeah, and... Yeah. And the way where, like, if you have a bad trip and you're like, I don't like this, you know, it, it's kind of. It's it's also weird, though, too, because the movie is like, oh, no, someone has a bad trip. <laughs> like, I mean, Hereditary does it, too, where it's like, I think I may be dealing with mental illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it, like, explores a per- like a metaphorical slash literal mental illness. Mm-hmm. But then it also, but this movie, for some reason, when it goes. I'm having a bad trip, and then the rest of the movie feels like a bad trip. It feels it feels too on the nose. It feels right? pretty on the nose yeah, yeah. for whatever reason, and I think it's just because the different complexity of emotions. Uh, I wonder if we'd be so critical against this movie if Hereditary wasn't I don't think a so. thing. Well, like we'd probably be like, oh my god. I, I actually wish I hadn't known it was made by the same guy. Oh, I yeah. think that would have had a different impact. You might have sure. picked up on it. Like I, I, th- I could see people going like, oh, that he made this movie first. Like ten years from now, yeah. as he's yeah. moved on. If people just find it, they'll be like, oh, this probably came first. And then Hereditary is his, like, perfection of what he's going for. Um, I don't know. I, I was – I don't think – I didn't enjoy it. I watched it. I don't think I don't think I ever really felt bored. It felt long, but I didn't really feel bored by it. I think when it was over, I was like, oh, I was expecting that to – hoping that that would build to more. But I guess that's, that's kind of the story. Um, it seems like a lot of us have that feeling, like – I don't, the movie is too well made, I think, to call it a bad movie. No, no, no it's not, not at all. It's I not didn't not enjoy myself. It's really well shot, really well edited. Yeah. But there's just there's something I think you said unfulfilling, unsatisfying yeah, about I, the film. It has it has sort of a Holy Mountain vibe to it, which is oh, not like, that trippy. I, well, not it's not that level. It's like what if Holy Mountain had a uh, a, a through line, like it had a, a story <laughs> that took you from. You mean beyond the lesbian whip fight? I mean, you got to keep it in there, <laughs> you know. Or it's like it has sort of like um, what is it, Five Hundred Days of Sodom, or like one of those like um, is that the right number it's, I think it's 500 uh, days of Sodom there's sodomy in the f- either regardless it's no. like 120 it, forget how many it was, it was too many like was watching that movie yeah. it could have been one sucks. day of Sodom Re- regardless, it's like it, it had a like, a like it had a um, a classic sort of 70s vibe to it when those movies they would go out without a script like a um, what's that one the uh motorcycle movie Easy Rider oh. where like kind of wander around and find your let's, movie let's go do drugs and shoot a thing in a graveyard that we're not supposed to and we'll put it in the film and like mm-hmm. it sort of had that feeling but then same sort of deal like a Wicker Man type thing it's like it's a long burn and then it just sort of has an ending and you go oh okay I, I mean, think there are a lot of pieces of it where it, the movie gives you law that you never really asked for mm-hmm. it's like a Oh no! Well, this book is made by I can't talk about it without spoilers, but yeah. it was just a thing that was yeah. like nobody asked that question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? It also it seems to so almost betray its own lore because they they throw out a number at some point and they go this happens every ninety years, but oh, then yeah. things happen and go 
But that can't be right. Was, I did no, question yeah. that, that a lot. Explain. Yeah, should we just talk? Should we just do spoilers? Yeah. So, yeah um, like, you want to do your ad read first? And we'll sure. Do yeah, we'll do an ad read. Okay. Um, Go see the movie anything right else now. Spoiler, non-spoiler. Someone wants to oh, say. Oh, I guess non-spoiler. I thought I was surprised by how funny. Yeah, it, it was. Is. There were some great jokes. It had like cabin in the like, you know, a few levels below cabin in the woods of like this vibe of this group of you know young people that kind of go out on this thing together. Mr. Maze Runner was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I thought uh, the lead, Florence Pugh, was actually oh, excellent. Yeah, Paige. Like, yeah. Paige. Paige in uh, Fighting With My Family. Fighting uh, With My Family. I haven't seen it yet. The Stephen so. Merchant movie about professional wrestling. She Sounds played great. Paige. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> Guys. Paige. 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 But she, I, mean, I, I think that, that kind of melting down and screaming and just feverish mm-hmm. nightmare acting is hard to do. Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people would just scream and it wouldn't be very oh, yeah. believable, but she her meltdowns were mm-hmm. very very Yeah. You know, there's yeah. A, there, there's a lot. Of, if you get off on meltdowns, this is a movie for you. <laughs> yeah. A lot of those. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of breathing in. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Hims, one of our sponsors this week. I'm sure you've noticed that here at Fun House we're pretty hairy dudes. We like our hair. It makes us feel masculine and confident. If we lose our hair, our channel will be shut down because we're no longer relatable to you young folks. We've got a problem, though. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. Once you've noticed thinning hair, you may be too late. Is your hairline creeping back like the setting sun over the horizon? The best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it now, while you still have some. It's time to get a handle on those precious locks. Why do nothing when we have the science? Hims is the answer. A one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Hair loss can be a real hit to your confidence. I know hair loss is something that I worry about too, but it doesn't have to be that way. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. No more snake oil pills, gas station supplements, or deals with the devil. Just prescription solutions backed by science. 4HIMS connects you to real doctors online, which saves you hours and is completely confidential. All you have to do is answer a few quick questions, which a doctor will review. And if they determine it is right for you, can prescribe medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. I will also personally recommend speaking to your doctor to make sure that this is safe and appropriate for your specific body and health situation. Order now! Filmhouse listeners can get started with the Hymns Complete Hair Kit for just $5 today, right now while supplies last, and subject to a doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy somewhere else. So go to 4 slash filmhouse, that's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash F-I-L-M-H-A-U-S, 4 slash filmhouse. Thank you for... Uh, to Hims for bringing us here this week to talk about Midsommar. Mm. Um, is that how you say it, by the way? It's Midsommar. Yeah, Midsommar. Yeah. Midsommar. So the thing I was just going to mention is uh, not wearing spoilers now, right? Yeah, spoiler time. Spoiler free. No, spoiler full. Spoiler. spoiler I think full of spoilers. Go, like, go like, free we- weapon, Weapons yes. free. Yeah. Unload, uh, sp- Alana. Blow so them away with spoilers. they have uh, a kid who is a product of incest who is writing their book that they... Oh, the Oracle. Yeah, that mm-hmm. they interpret for their law, I guess. And I felt like that was just such a weird thing to even choose yeah. to add. That was like, oh, no, we have two people who are related. Fuck each other so that we can have a child who is unclouded. And that seemed like an example of something that they just tried to put something shocking in that yeah. doesn't actually give you anything. They interpret his finger paintings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like weird, they able, that ableist, character. like, let's have a... Yeah. Disabled person. Yeah, I, and then also I guess kind of weird that he's literally on a, a cloud at the oh, yeah. end painting. <laughs> he's like he's unclouded writing on the cl- get it. <laughs> like, I I think I get I it. I get it. I'm I'm good. Yeah, it's an image. It's, uh, the the shot at the beginning when they're like finally going towards that town and the mm-hmm. camera spins around. Yeah. and goes upside down. That was actually yeah, really, there's really a cool. lot of really neat images. Beautiful, super I, shining it, like. It is a oh, yeah. super you know, competent film. It is well shot. It is well lit. It it's got it like James said. I wasn't bored. It keeps going. I just uh, it, it's just sort of like eating cake, you know. It just doesn't add up to enough. I think, you know, yeah. knowing what the movie is sort of about, you imagine the end being this massive sacrifice or or something yeah. along those lines, Which and it, it just was. went kind of directly there so what in a did, slow meandering path. What did everyone think this movie was about? Cults. Cult that yeah. they get taken to and then they get sacrificed. So I feel like that's the perfect, first layer. But they yeah. actually use sex and violence. Oh, you, are you asking like, like before we saw it or after we saw it? No, I mean after. Oh. oh. So like, yeah, it's a that movie about a cult, here. but I, I mean, would yeah. also say I feel like it's a movie about a breakup. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what he yeah. said the movie was about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I, it was interesting that 
uh, Christian wasn't just like the worst person ever. He's like a you shitty mean, boyfriend. And he you was mean, named you Christian. Mean Chris Rat. Because <laughs> uh, is calling him Chris, Chris Rat. Rat. <laughs> so it's like Chris Pratt, but he's Chris. Uh, he's like lesser than. Chris yeah. But yeah. And he's not name, quite. He's not quite fat, but he's also not in great shape. And so his dick like, isn't huge, but it's not small. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. What was your question <laughs> about Chris Rat? I don't Rat? even remember. Screen. Oh. oh um, the, the, he just. He wasn't the worst person in the world. I mean, he was shitty. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he was wasn't evil. Shitty. I mean, he was very shitty. Don't it felt like it. a portrayal of a very realistic relationship. Well, that's yeah. the thing is they didn't uh. make him a cartoon villain boyfriend. Yeah. He was a little, a little bit like, like e- not evil, but like he was a little much. Like when he's at the beginning, you know, he's already gaslighting her when she's like, yeah. "I have a gut feeling about my sister," and then he's already gaslighting her about yeah. that. And then oh, whoops, you know, <laughs> and then he forgets her birthday. Yeah, like, all it's kinds like of he, shit. he was he's, doing all kinds. He's like, "Oh, of I'm shit. leaving next week." All those conversations made me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, his, like, a lot of it was, it was just too real. Well, his mm. his character, his oh, friends the, are the leaving next dicks. week. One way, the way she responds, Ugh. I was like, "I think I've had that conversation in a relationship." She's like, like, she like, I'm not angry. I just want to talk to you about. Can we just talk about it? It's, his his character threw me off because everything everything felt very off with him. I was like, oh, everything he's doing feels very deliberate. Oh, it's not. Like mm-hmm. I, it's just accidentally. I guess the, I guess it was the. I don't know. I guess maybe the he went acting. For a twist with him. Well, because there's one part where he he gives a really bad read of a line where mm-hmm. they're like, "Hey, honey, let's do this," and he's like, "Yeah, we should do that." And then he kind of goes back to this. I was like, "What was that?" It was like mm-hmm. just a, just a really. Maybe the, the director just thought it was funny. Maybe it's because they're all foreign actors playing Americans. He's Irish, right? <laughs> oh, are they? And, yeah, yeah, I think the only one that's not is the guy from The Good Place. Oh, yeah. Cheaty. Cheaty, yeah. Yeah. He was, he great was great in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, they were all really great. good. Good acting. Um, that was a good. So, mm, there were a few, there were a few strange lines. That, I yeah. couldn't tell if we were supposed to be if he was supposed to be the surrogate for us. The boyfriend was supposed to be the surrogate for us. Like later in the movie, once once starts going stuff starts going like really bad, and all the May Queen stuff starts happening, and he's all like hunched and like. He's having you know, a real bad trip. Whatever. I was like, is that supposed to be us? But he's drinking. Yeah, I think so. But I even mean, I understood all of the the themes of her losing her family and then going to this place where everyone's a family, and she kind of. I think the theme of empathy is a really strong one, and, and the idea that she's got a void in her life. Yeah, well, yeah we, but she's crying, and everyone's crying with her at the yeah. same time, and she feels validated in that when he wasn't doing that. I think, like, I understood. All of that. She's craving mm. that, and it's happening. Right. She needs her. someone to hold her. And right. I think, I think his the movie. I think one of the cool things about the movie is that even though it's pretty through her lens, that like once it starts getting to that point where she's feeling justified and she's feeling worth something, like then it switches over to him, mm-hmm. and he, he's having that reaction where he's like, he's noticing like everyone else is finding something to appreciate and love about this person who he was like just trying to dump off and get rid of like mm-hmm. I mean at the beginning of the movie he's kind of like hanging on because he wants to hedge his bets and like not be sure he's not sure if he fully wants to uncommit or whatever but then it's like this is the point of the movie where like he's like looking around and obviously in in the plot of the movie he's blasted out of his mind on hallucinogenics <laughs> and, and she's like now cues. this cult queen but like he's like Kind of, I saw that as again back to the metaphor for a relationship. This is like the post breakup side of things, mm-hmm. where now he's seeing. He's like, wait, everyone else is appreciating something in her. Did mm-hmm. I make the wrong decision? I think I fucked up. Like this whole thing, and but he can't yeah. do anything about it because mm-hmm. he now he's at the end of the line. Panics and then yeah, is frozen basically. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I was going to say it was sort of mind controlled yeah. with pubic hair pie. Well, I guess <laughs> if anything, and and juice. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was the one who was raped in that setting, not the girl. Yeah, no, no, God, okay, no. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It was a, it there was an interesting moment there where it's like he's clearly in some trance, and then he wakes up with a bloody dick, and he's Ugh. flipping out like I don't know. It's, and yeah. then he finds a guy in a barn. That's what I mean. Like everything, like it, it all builds up to this quick like, and it's over. You know, yeah. like, and then it's real quick. And then I was like, I guess I was just waiting for something other than I was like, okay, they're going to do something bigger here, right? Some turn, <clears throat> some big turn. There was a while yeah. where I was wondering if, like, more of the friends were in on it. Like, they wanted to get her into this cult to try to fix her or something. Something like that. Or yeah. she's like, you're the chosen one. Like, oh, this weird Swedish friend that they're hanging out with is seems pretty excited about this girl coming along. Maybe there's something about her. Maybe I think that's because she was broken. That's yeah. the the thing that I took is mm. that she was so fucked up that maybe something about that would make her a good May Queen. I don't know. Also, did you guys think that 
not that it means anything anyway, that uh, all of the people who were dancing in that competition to be May Queen intentionally took themselves out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I got that vibe. It was definitely planned for her to be the yeah. May Queen, yeah. I think yeah. anyway. And he brought her there because she was broken, needed yes. a family. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the whole that the whole thing. She had no one to miss her. Yeah, yeah. And she, she would go need- missing, and no one would look mm-hmm. for this right. woman. And she needed to fill that hole. Yeah, mm-hmm. where she didn't have a family, she didn't have a decent boyfriend, and I guess because she was missing those things, he thought she would buy into the. I think it was called a harga, or the town was called the harga, mm-hmm. yeah, or whatever. But yeah, you you brought up those moments where everyone starts screaming when someone is in pain. I thought I thought that was actually really cool. Yeah, and yeah kinda, I thought that shot's really powerful. Theme. Yeah. Well, they brought that whole thing up of it, it's sort of dealing with um, dealing with any sort of pain or suffering that it's they they make it very clear in the movie that it's like the guy saying I had a family and I didn't have to suffer because I was with family and that was the whole thing is that one person suffers they all suffer mm-hmm. and that's what makes it easier is that you're not you're never suffering alone. Mm-hmm. When he had, um, he had that line, do you feel held? Which I think was a pretty powerful mm-hmm. line. Yeah. And, like I said, it was just spitballing here. Crazy idea. Instead of them just lighting the barn on fire, if some crazy, weird CGI creature came out of the woods or underground and it ate everyone, and they're like, the sacrifice was not in vain. We kept the Dark Lord back. And they go, yeah. It'll be like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, not you, that they have to do that. And that's probably something people were expecting. But I was like, just, just something, something, anything, other than it was just. Yeah. I don't know. It was very surface level, which it, it yeah. needed a doesn't make it bad. Twist, I, I did like when they no, brought out, they carried out it. the fool. He's a little oh, skin, skin the fool. Sack. Yeah. 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 I dig. I was digging that. I was like, that's freaky diggy. Even had a little gesture. Yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah, I was that. And the children had been playing. I, I was reading because I was like, oh, that's pretty creepy imagery. And then I was reading that like the children had talked about a game called like skin the fool yeah. or something. Yeah, they had. And they were like, oh, it's I, very literal. It, yeah. it's, <laughs> they skin I, the fool. I think part of it too, going back to the hereditary comparison, I think hereditary, when it, when shit hits the fan, it spins the shit spinning in the fan just keep spinning for longer whereas this does have a shit hitting the fan kind of moment but it's like literally like oh shit hit the fan and then someone is literally blown blackout dust and then that's it that's the end of the shit hitting the fan you know like and then you wake up and everything's calm again and you're dealing with the repercussions of this like real brief moment of shit hitting the fan which doesn't feel like a climax of like a traditionally roller coaster type movie I think there are also a lot of threads that don't have climaxes like they build on that thread of like but I'm writing my thesis no I'm mm-hmm. writing my thesis and we're like conflict. why does that matter yeah, yeah. I, in I, the I, end the whole thesis thing and like the anthropology students I feel like was just a way for you to believe that the characters would hang around mm-hmm. yeah because like normal people as soon as those people d- dove off the cliff and killed themselves any normal human would be fucking out of it. Yeah, the two, I, the two I, people did. Yeah, the yeah. two Londoners yeah. tried. I yeah. think it was also a method to make sure that they weren't communicating properly mm-hmm. to create dissent between these friends so it's not like they're all going to be buddy-buddy talking and yeah. being like, stuff's weird and comparing mm-hmm. notes. Like, if you create some kind of divide between them, this thesis mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, they definitely seem to try to do that. They're divided. My, It's so hard to not compare this in Hereditary, but I think... For me, Hereditary also did things with the movie that I had not seen before. And this movie harkens, even as I was watching it, you know, when they they talk about the life cycles, the, the four life cycles, mm-hmm. and how at 72 people are, they just willfully sacrifice themselves to then be reincarnated or whatever. It just, as I was watching and I was like, oh, this very much feels like, I think it's The Giver. Is it The Giver? Where the person's like giving their memories mm-hmm. to someone and then, and then they willfully die. And then at the end when they're doing the lottery, I was like, well, this is just like the lottery. <laughs> like <laughs> the literal, like short story of the lottery mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. someone, they, the village all picks someone to, to stone mm-hmm. because that's just what they, they do for their sacrifice. Like My- I was like, it just it's just ideas that kind of all existed that are, sort of pulled from, which is fine. Everyone does that in their media. But Hereditary, I was like, I don't even know what to compare this movie to. One of my favorite moments of the whole movie is at the very end when uh, they like go, and now the May Queen will decide whether or not one of the new people will be sacrificed (laughs) or Torbjorn here. And Torbjorn's like, come on, Torbjorn, this is the year. (laughs) And she's like, my ex, and he's like, fuck. Yeah. Well, Torbjorn like, goes to the end of the line. I cut to Torbjorn after, and he's like high-fiving yeah. everyone. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was funny that Torbjorn's like, come on, well, baby. Well, there's yeah. the weird part, too, where they go, take this. It will stop the pain. He goes, thank you. 
because the guy who always given the pill has no fucking idea what happens in there and the other guys watching him like say what it was fun I mean there's fun stuff I think him like in the bear suit like looking around again though again though they hang for like 10 seconds on a giant mural in her apartment of this little blonde girl sacrificing a bear no she's kissing him well, she was wearing a crown and kissing him. But oh. either way, like yeah. it's like okay, well, so there's it's just like that's aggressive. The bear means something, up. and then they walk um, past the bear, and they're like, "What's the bear for?" And like, "It's a bear." Don't worry about it. What's this that is, building? Don't worry about it. Got it. So I should worry about it. <laughs> Adam, Adam and I were talking earlier, and I think I mean I, I still I still liked it. I think it's good. I think it's like hard to live up to like something like Hereditary, but it's this is far from the kind of thing where it's like, well, I won't be excited for what he does next. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm going to be extremely excited. excited. No. I'm a competent it's, filmmaker. It's very good, and I was interested the whole time. It just didn't leave me with very much. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be thinking about it next week, whereas I still think about Hereditary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think some movies, Adam and I were talking about it, but I mentioned Melancholia. Like, Melancholia is this movie that more than anything completely captures depression in in a movie like do you have depression you should watch melancholia because it will be exactly how you feel have you never experienced depression before in your life you should watch melancholia because now you will know after having watched this movie what it feels like to have that and this i feel is that kind of movie for anxiety mm. i feel like heredity hereditary was that kind of movie for mental illness and i feel like the babadook does that for depression a bit as well oh yeah yeah and like motherly responsibilities yeah, and stuff. Yeah, a little like bit of that. PTSD um, there. Yeah. But in terms of its execution, it kind of reminded me a little, and I don't know if this is how either of these movies went down, but the difference between Get Out and Us. Um, I fully drew that parallel. It like, feels more like Us. I, it felt like this movie's coming out, it's building a lot of hype, immediately start rolling on your next project. Like, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. Hereditary's gonna kill it. Because the timeline, when did Hereditary come out? Oh, this, Last year. This was it made in a year. It yeah. got greenlight right when Hereditary so, came out. Yeah. So they saw yeah. the hype and they were like, just go for it, whatever you want to do. But mm-hmm. that's, I mean, for an auteur like Jordan Peele or Ari Aster, like, it, it's, that's not enough time. Yeah. Well, I don't, Christopher I, Nolan I, takes like 25 years to make a this movie. This also you know? wasn't his original idea. I think some Swedish company came to him with the idea of mm-hmm. have some American tourists come and yeah. it's a horror movie. But yeah. I think he was like, well, I have to turn in my script in 40 oh, yeah. days and stuff. Still very talented. Both of them, Jordan Peele and, and Ari Aster, like super talented filmmakers. So the end result was something that's still good, but maybe didn't Did, live up to the hype of the thing that got them this gig in the first place. Yeah. I, again, don't know the politics. So there, there were a few moments of like hardcore gore in this movie. Is that something that's in Hereditary? Like yeah, bashed up the head. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yes. But oh, I won't yes. say anymore. It's, it's yeah. all right. I don't, forgot that I you haven't like, seen it. I don't care about spoilers. I forgot about Meat Face. Yeah. Yeah. There's always yeah. a good Meat Face in his Yeah, he loves Meat Face. I, I really like I didn't like it. The I thought it was really cool. The prosthetics in this that, movie are really amazing. Yeah. The Blood Eagle, when they like, so, so I saw that in Vikings a few years ago, but they like pull out your back ribs. Yeah, I saw and that. And then pull your lungs out and hang them yeah. on the back of your ribs. But like the lungs are breathing. Yeah. Well, they do it while you're alive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but shouldn't he be dead by that point? I feel like he should have been I dead mean, by that point. I mean, maybe. He's only gone for a day, maybe two. Got some, mm-hmm. some flower stuff in his eyes. But the fact that they're moving a little bit is much more off-putting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That imagery was impressive. It's it, very bold when you show off your prosthetics and all of your practical effects in full the way sunlight. that he does mm-hmm. them too. In mm-hmm. full sunlight, close-ups, you show them again and again and again, you yeah. hold on them. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody does that. The way everybody makes horror movies, they do it in an intentional way to mask mm-hmm. all that. Like, it. it's a huge flex, and yeah. I respect it yeah. <laughs> we were, a lot. Elise and I have been watching the second season of Dark on Netflix, and, like, one of the first scenes has, like, graphic violence, mm-hmm. which I guess kind of like graphic nudity is, like, just showing it. Um, but like there's someone who has what was I don't even remember what it was like a rake or something oh a pickaxe oh yeah yeah yeah. and he just hits the dude like the guy's got his back turned he just hits him with the pickaxe and when the camera should have cut away it doesn't uh, just like a like a medium wide Uh of it and it just like like boom like just hits him in the shoulder and he's like ah (laughs) but now there's a pickaxe in him and then he pulls it out and he hits it's not like boom in the head ah my eyes blood or whatever it's just like kind of like boom hits him with the pickaxe he's like ow and then when he pulls the pickaxe out it just kind of bleeds but it like 
that feels way worse. Yeah. And that's how a lot of the violence tools, is in this. Tools are way scarier than yeah. like knives or guns. Well, like, just well, like, like the, I think as you know, James saying like in a typically in an action scene, you'll have two cuts when there's a, a stab yes. or a punch or something. Mm-hmm. And when this, when they go, when they just hold on, they go. Yeah. yeah, and it just—you just see the rubbery face go, Bleh. and it's not glamorous. It's yeah. just yeah. Like body hits the ground, hammer. and then it's just. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, when I saw the dude what holding the hammer, I was like, oh no. I was like, what does he think he's diving in a fucking river? I know. He's so pencil. Stupid. He goes pencil. Was from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. The like, I'm okay. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. not dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I want to live. Woman had the right idea. She's like, I know where I'm fucking going. It's hammer time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I try to get Dan to watch Ari Aster's uh, Vimeo channel. I had oh, a yeah. scrub. I had a scrub. No, you don't scrub. No, you got to watch it. No you scrub. Gotta, I'm just saying, there is a, a short film he did. I forget the exact name of it. It's one of his longer ones. It's like 22 minutes long or something. But if you ever want to see a story about a, a young boy who's confused in life and is also secretly raping his father for like 25 years, you should watch this oh, short that film. that short is <laughs> like, that, that to me is worse than either of these movies. Well, but even that, <laughs> even that Hereditary, like, I was like, I could see similarities in like a through, or something where it's like, he, he's really good at finding like the darker side of stuff. It has like, it's like a very David Lynch vibe. Mm. And I didn't get that from Midsummer. That Midsummer short makes just, me feel worse than either of <laughs> Absolutely, because it, it, it's fucked. Oh, up. This, yeah, that, that dude's dark for this, sure. Yeah. I mean, Ari. I, I think. Uh, sorry, James. The, yeah. We're talking about the breakup aspect of this movie. I think he was actually pretty open about the fact that he recently had gone through a breakup. Yeah. So this was his way of dealing with those emotions, I guess. I, I think Maybe he's the shitty boyfriend. I don't know. There's also some other aspect. I think just inherently in terms of new horror of a completely normal functional family dealing with all kinds of bullshit that they couldn't avoid, and then someone going. I will go on a plane to a strange place. I'm also in college. Like, yeah. like I'm dumb and young, and I'll go and do something stupid. Oh no, I'm in trouble. Like, drink the mushrooms. That that just <laughs> like, conceptually feels like a less scary starting point because it kind of hits. You're setting that's a, it up. Yeah, that's like like well, obviously shit's gonna go wrong. Yeah. But when it's just like people trying to live their lives, doing things, and they're being pursued by this darkness, like yeah. I feel like. For me, at least, and maybe just because I'm a 35-year-old man, like, who thinks conservatively about his life and the decisions he makes, but it just feels like that's scarier because it's like you can't avoid that. The people yeah. in Hereditary couldn't have avoided this this situation yeah. that they find themselves. Yeah. These in. people will, willfully went to yeah. this cult. Yeah, that's with, sort of a hostile vibe yeah, yeah. to it, which like hostile, you know, it's like. Eli Roth just can't wait. To, he's like, you know, it's all said mm-hmm. like, we're going to the Ukraine. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. don't go. And it's not yeah. even Ukraine. It's somewhere like th- 700 yeah. miles Ukraine outside. adjacent. Yeah. 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 Like, don't go. Don't go. Like, you can do whatever you want. Like, yeah. This one, it's more of like, we're studying. We're, so it's, it's like a smarter version of Hostel, but it, but they're it, still like, you guys want to do shrooms? Like yeah. they get there and like, let's do shrooms. Yeah. 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 And yeah. the boyfriend's just the worst. And it's like, why are you going with him? He's yeah. just, Still good. Because yeah. yeah. you need somebody. Because she's fragile. Dependency. I, I also wasn't yeah. sure entirely what to make of that whole several sentences of him being like, she's not going to come. Did he no. actually not want her to come? Did he I not think he was... I don't think he, he wanted was... her to come at all. Well, right. Well, yeah, well, but, so many of his actions but did he think she wasn't like going to? he had to. It's like, I've got to stay with this girl because her family just died. Not right. a great time to I've got to invite her because her family just but, died. But he, he treated everyone around him with such disrespect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where he's like, listen, guys, I just had to do that. He, he can't ever walk up to anyone and say, like, this is the scenario I'm in. Yeah. And this is what's going to happen. Everything is like I'm. I'll try and please everybody. Yeah, and his thesis, the thesis thing, also is maybe yeah. just supposed to be a knock against him. Just yeah. him being a generally shitty dude. Yeah, yeah just yeah. a shitty dude. It was like she was like walking up to the apartment, and he just threw his plan at his friends yeah. in like yeah. two seconds. He's like, "You can't do anything about but it." Kept being like, "She's not going to come. She's not going to yeah. come." Yeah. I, yeah. I did really like the cut of her panicking in the bathroom too. Oh, her that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the way into oh, the yeah, plane that bathroom. Was, that was yeah. great. That door. Opening. Yeah. That that beginning was brutal. Like this, when you didn't realize her parents were dead, you thought they were sleeping. She's like calling mm-hmm. too late. Oh yeah, it's fucked but up. Then I actually loved the, the beginning. I, well, thought yeah. it was I think I like the beginning of the movie better the, than yeah. Yeah. Like, the, the first the, half better than the second half of the movie. Just that image of of her sister, with yeah, that thing taped up on her yeah. face. Was so she fun. basically ran a pipe from the exhaust of the car in the yeah. garage all the way up the stairs into her parents' room. But they show to the kill par- them. They show the parents sleeping. Yeah, and you're like, oh, but then well, they're just the, sleeping. But then the fact that she ran the pipe into her mouth and duct taped it Yeah, was like, I was like, that's the scariest image in the whole movie. It totally is, yeah. I read somewhere that someone thought maybe there were some 
parts of that that alluded to maybe Pele oh, doing that to it. them, like killing them? Because like I don't know. I don't know. I think a theory. That's a. Stretch. It sounds. I mean, I she's so. she described her sister having a history of. Yeah, bipolar you know, unless. I mean, I don't. I don't think that the Pele theory is true, but unless Pele knew that and then he preyed upon that, he was like, he, you know, he being friends with the guy was like, well, you know, I'm sure the boyfriend was like, well, her sister. She's always dealing with her sister, and then maybe he, he used that, like it's possible. But I don't. I don't yeah. support that theory. Yeah, I think, I I think it's less pretty, effective. I thought he was a pretty cool villain, honestly. Yeah, he was just so the calm thing, I didn't so see him as a villain. There's no villains well, in this. I think he like he orchestrated some pretty crazy stuff. But not but I think a, it's for, he tr- genuinely believed it was for the betterment oh, yeah. of everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Antagonist is that better? But mm-hmm. I feel I like guess. Christian's probably the biggest villain in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they're also they're all victims of their own choices. I think Ulf. I when Ulf <laughs> looked out on him for peeing on the sacred tree and then wore his skin, I was like, Ulf, man. Yeah. I don't think Chill that guy should have pissed on the tree. I mean, he, got, he should have gone further. If I mean, nothing else, people can see you. It yeah. was like, you know, pees, <laughs> on yeah. tree, pees on tree wears his skin. Like, they're not mm-hmm. the same. I don't know. He <laughs> peed on a lot of people. That crime's be, on equal. That might be some of, like, part of the theme of the movie because same at the end. Like, Christian is, like, s- drugged, sewn up in that bear suit and burned alive. It's like... Yeah. Them's the rules, though. They yeah. need an outsider. That should have really been Torbjorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next been year for so Torbjorn. Yeah, she chose, like, she, I, I guess the, the end of the movie is interesting to me in that way is that, like, you kind of want this whole movie, this Christian so shitty to her, and you want him to get his. You want him to get his payment. And he does at the end, and she chooses to burn him alive. But, like, is that really appropriate for what he did to her? Like, I don't know. I think that twist where she goes full on into the cult and is like, "Yes, let's burn him. He's, you know, he's evil. He's done horrible things to me." I don't know that trying to reconcile that with is like I, it, it you wanted to see it happen, but then when it happened, you're like, "Was that yeah, really?" But it, I mean, I interpret it? that as know. her choosing whether or not she was going to be who she was or who she is now. Yeah. She has this supportive community who understands her and is willing to share her grief and share everything that she has basically like dealt with alone for her whole life mm-hmm. versus going back to this other world where she is on her own every do you, every scenario. Do you think the plane ride back with Pele is going to be cool <laughs> or like I don't think they're going back Pele no, I don't was think done. He goes back. Yeah. No, no, oh, they're Pele's gonna the done. audio splitter. Yeah. yeah. And they'll listen to movies the whole way. Cute. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're going to go out again. The young kids are going to go out. I thought they were married. Did Here's, they not get married? Pele? And, and the Yeah, they're queen? married, right? She's I thought that was what happened. I thought Did that they? was part of that ceremony. I, I thought he was blinked. making her his I know wife. he like made out with her. Well, because he was given like a crown too. Oh. Um, right? I thought that was just a reward for him bringing the May Queen there. I didn't know that they oh, would get married in that community. I think what no one else is considering is there's, isn't it like a nine-day festival? There's a couple more days. There's a few yeah. more days going That's on true. there. They're What's going like, to happen there? That yeah. must be fun. Torbjorn. What a slide. <laughs> oh, finally Torbjorn <laughs> yeah. gets his chance. I don't know. And then there's also some fire you got to deal with. I don't know if like the Swedish like fire brigade is going to come out. Something else I really loved about the end of that movie was that massive flower dress costume mm-hmm. that she was wearing. That was, oh, it was awesome. a really fucking cool yeah. image mm-hmm. and she, like really well designed. She looked like a creature when she yeah. was like yeah. hobbling yeah, away like, to the right. He like, was yeah. trapped in the bear. She was essentially like trapped in that flower dress. Small coat. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Was yeah, very cool imagery. Great, great imagery yeah. all around. Yeah. Um, Maybe didn't I don't, I don't think you got to see it in theaters. I don't think so. Hmm. I think it's okay. There's fine. There's, yeah. a, there's a very similar movie too that came out uh, with Dan Stevens in it. It was on Netflix called Apostle. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. fine. I was like, I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, oh, cults. I love cults. Yeah. Let's do cults. And then you see the movie go. Yeah, I think yeah. I actually like the Apostle maybe more than a- Apostle. Does feel like the payoff of it is at least longer. I don't know if better, but like it does yeah. feel because Apostle is pretty cool because it's basically Bioshock the movie. It is. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a cool Bioshock. But then it. you want it to build to something like Bioshock does, and it doesn't really. And yeah. also, n- well, I guess. We don't want to spoil on, Apostle in in a midsummer podcast, but it's just not gratifying how things pay off. Yeah. Still, it was still like a good movie, yeah. Netflix all, movie night. Oh, yeah, yeah. say that there's, great. there's a lot of people being tied down and things grinding into them. lots of grinders, so, a lot yeah. of grinders, a lot yeah. of rusty things. It's a dude who did um, uh, oh the yeah, raid. he did the raids. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, what if I work with an English speaking cast? <laughs> well, he's he's. Um, he's a, like American, he's American or he's an English South, dude or something? South, South African, African something. something. He's yeah. a he's a white dude who makes movies in uh, 
wherever they make he the raid. He sounds like a real upstart. Indonesia. <laughs> Thank you, Elise. Let no me tell problem. you about our other sponsor this week, Upstart. <laughs> How many times have you checked your credit score? Have you actually been consciously building credit at all? Debt and loans are part of life. It can become a vicious cycle of debt, bankers, loan sharks, and low credit scores. Well, to Upstart, you are more than just your credit score. They go beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. When you're getting out of school or moving to the U.S., you may not think about your credit until you're buying a house, a car, or another essential part of the American dream. When I got out of school, I had to work hard to build my credit to be considered for leases and loans. With Upstart, I could have had these opportunities a lot sooner. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. Going through the wrong company to check your credit score could actually cause it to drop. Not with Upstart. So how soon can you get your loan? Once the loan is approved, most people get their funds the very next business day. That's way less time to stress about funds and payments. Over 200,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or student loans, to fund their wedding or to make a large purchase. Do yourself a favor. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. Yes, it can be that easy. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com filmhouse to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. So go to upstart.com filmhouse to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit score. Thank you, Upstart, for bringing us here this week to talk about Midsummer and to compare it to Hereditary, which I guess is the superior film. You yeah. says. tell me where and when to watch Hereditary, and I'm there uh, <laughs> at any time. Movie night. Dan's house. Back-to-back <laughs> <laughs> -back Hereditary, three hours. Yeah. Um, sure. Three times. you got to watch it twice to get everything. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've only seen it once. I do, I do want to see it again. Dan. I, I think it's, it's really... It takes a lot as a filmmaker to make a movie that's worth seeing twice. And even yeah. though I don't think any of us think this is the greatest thing in the world, I think there are a lot of achievements in this movie. And me wanting to see it again, even though I didn't really like it, just to see how some of those foreshadowing images play into the film, I, th I don't know. I think yeah. that's an achievement alone. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think I'm okay waiting for the DVD on this one and people yeah. to release yeah, screenshots same. and go, see, when, remember, early, remember later in the movie when he eats? Pie, there's a there's a bar where they show Pewpie. They show a tapestry. And I was, and I was like, I remember because it went on for five minutes. They were minutes. on that for okay, a while. Go, this is the recipe for Pewpie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's like, it's you. just, there's nothing subtle about it. It was just like, that's a badge. That is an open badge. And there's then they're cutting it. And then there's the, the Menses uh, drink. And there it is. How long do you think it took to sew that tapestry with all those vaginas on it? <sighs> Generations. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's there's some of that in, interesting kind of like female versus male stuff with all the menstrual blood and the pubic hairs. No, I would stuff say like this that. is a matriarchy. Like there's that one woman mm -hmm. that kind of runs shit, the older woman, and then they make her the May Queen, give her the power to mm -hmm. decide. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's that group of old white dudes, but where isn't there a group of I, old white dudes <laughs> trying to? Where's you my know? May King? I oh. bet the rest of the days are all just sex. Yeah, you think that's probably why. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of sex imagery. All but you have to be a skin bag because they got to they got to repopulate. Do they, they have to be approved? Tables? Yeah, they have to be approved to mate. Oh, they approved. I was like, I don't think those people are... you want. Uh, they, Do they have condoms like, for recreational sex? No. Mm, no, God, no. They got to make a uh, like weird... Like goat splatter. Yeah, weird mush mate. They do have a, a TV and DVD player hidden somewhere, though. Because they're, they're watching Austin Powers. Watching Austin <laughs> Powers. That's true. That seems so out of left field. Mm. And maybe not worth the joke? I don't know. And maybe. I, I was just like, I thought that was a moment of like, look, we're normal. Yeah. Yeah. We have yeah. this thing, but I mean, Ousting this is our th this is our religion, you know. <laughs> yeah, religious people go to church on Sundays. We're a they watch Austin Powers during the week. Yeah, I don't know where. I didn't see any electricity yeah. anywhere, but that's fine. But yeah, that's all good. You yeah, know, batteries. Hey, if, you, uh, if it's a hot day, go see Midsummer. <laughs> I, I'm glad in an age nice of Marvel movies taking up all the box office, we still get we can still get excited and we can get marketing pushes for and th theatrical releases for movies like this. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, no one went to see it, unfortunately. Oh. Oh, it did not do well? It did not do very mm. well. It's like, just like a low lesson Spider-Man or like a... <laughs> <laughs> like uh, less than a 10, oh. maybe? Tiny bit. Well, uh, the reviews are coming in for Lion King and they're not good. Wow. Surprising. Hey, did you really see that clip I, like, from Hakuna Matata? Hakuna Matuta. <laughs> Adam and I yesterday were just shouting all day. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. I don't. Anyway, I, I hope he keeps making films because. Yeah. Uh, and he, yeah. yeah. I think he's. Uh, I was reading through an AMA he was doing today, and it seems like he's going to move away from horror for a little bit. Mm, which okay. might be good. Yeah. You don't want to He'll make his yourself. happy feet. He's going to yes. come back. Mm, he's going to do the next Thor. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, also, maybe tell people you're not doing horror and then do another hereditary, which. 
Oh, yeah. Isn't really horror. Yeah. It's it's kind of suspense thriller. There's some scary. There's some scary moments, but it it's not. It's pretty horrific. I guess. Also, I think I don't know if we've talked about this before. Um, labeling horror so hard yeah. because like the things that I consider to be like the best horror are not considered horror. They're like yeah. it's suspense thriller. Whereas horror is like it has Michael or Jason in it. I'm like, well, that's not scary. I think horror usually just has to have goal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are subgenres of horror. There's slasher. Yeah. There's sci-fi. Like I I think it. How, so how would you classify Midsummer? Suspense thriller. All right. Oh, Those are two words. I still it's think a, Pervert's a Wizard of Oz. Drama? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's drama. drama. I, suspense thriller drama. Yeah. Baby mama drama. Yeah. I'm going to put call it now. What? He's going to the next project he's going to do is he's going to direct the live action remake of uh Hunchback of Notre Dame. Sweet. Mm. Starring I, that kid, I mean, and it's got, except it's going to be all CG. The thing is, so like, call it live action. There are, <laughs> there are parts of this movie that broach into the ter- territory of even like teen horror, where it's like it's a group of you know young people that go out and do it. Like, mm-hmm. it's there's not, the idiot. There's the one that talks yeah, it's not like Cabin in the Woods in that way. But I think there's also like it's sometimes hard to pinpoint stuff. Like Jordan Peele made an entire new genre of social horror, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which sounds kind of pretentious, but I think it. There's not much like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's yeah. kind of a blessing that we got this and us in the same year and that I didn't love either of those movies, but they're both so different mm-hmm. mm-hmm. than not like anything else you've ever seen. And if we get more of that, I totally welcome it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go see that movie, though, about that English uh, Indian kid who loves Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks, looks rad. I didn't know I wanted that movie, but there it is. Pretty cool. cool. At first, I thought you were joking and making fun of yesterday, and then I remembered that that movie exists. Mm-hmm. At first, I <laughs> well, thought you were making fun of Rahul because you said no, British no, Indian I, kid, and I, I was like, I, "Oh no, there is well, the, the other guy." There's a part yeah. at the end where it says, "Like based on a true story." I'm like, Rahul, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, you. His parents like, you cannot listen to the. So Bruce Willis like, the boss kids me. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? It looks great. Yeah, uh, anyway, I'm double crowning you as the main right, queen. Main, our main queen. Yeah. What do we gotta do? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> you know, I think if you're a super big horror fan, you'll probably dig this movie. Because um, hmm. it is, I mean, who's a who calls themselves a suspense thriller fan? But there's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do think wait for it to come to a nice screen in your own home. There's nothing that makes you need to go out and see this in the theater. It's like yeah. a good movie to, to watch when you can kind of talk about it and make fun of it a little bit. Maybe have some beers. Yeah, I do think it's an interesting movie to talk about. Like, For there's sure. enough strange things, and it's not super explained mm-hmm. everything that's going on. So, yeah, it's all pretty well explained. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's pretty it? much so. Yeah, if you want to see, I would say I think we just compare it too hard. If you want to see a, a larger, a somewhat larger woman pushing a man's ass into a young girl? <laughs> you're gonna love this yeah, here film. You go. There's some very weird shit in this movie. A lot of uncomfortable people in the theater, and I knew that because they were all laughing. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah. It was. Like, I mean, it was like, I did laugh at that. Specific thing. I was trying to keep a straight face because I'm like, this is this is I'm watching art. I must enjoy art, and then everyone's like, penis. It's like it's covered in blood. It's frightening. Yeah. Anyway, that was pretty gruesome, actually. Yeah. It's it's great to make people uncomfortable in year of lower 2019. So, right on. Cool. Anyone else have a closing thought about Midsummer? No, I'm good. James hated it. That's not true. No, I'm just kidding. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for coming around. Bye. Bye.